Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 17 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is an honor and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam. Uh, this is this is incredible. It's been an incredible, you know, uh, journey uh, uh, and um Again, I would like to thank all of you for listening and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Um, and uh, yeah, this 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 podcast is for uh, anyone. This podcast is for anyone who is remotely interested in Islam. If you're interested in Islam, just you know, out of curiosity, this is the podcast for you. If you're interested in studying Islam in general. This is the podcast for you. If you are interested in, in, you know, becoming a Muslim, this is the podcast for you, inshallah. If you are an, an, a new convert or a new revert, uh, this is the podcast for you, inshallah. And if you are a Muslim, already a Muslim, and you want to increase your knowledge, uh, inshallah, this will be the podcast for you. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm able to share my knowledge with all of you. That is m- the sole purpose of this podcast. So, uh, again, thank you so much for everything. And if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And we will continue uh, in today's topic talking about the world of of the angels, you know, uh, describing them and, 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 you know, going deeper into, you know, uh, uh, their uh, uh, um, their uh, description, whether it's mannerisms or, or, you know, physical description. And that's basically what we will do here. So number one, the first question that people should or people ask in general is what are angels made of because we know that adam is made of clay right we are human beings our and let me address something about this as well our original state or material is clay it's mud it's from the soil of the earth but that's not the case anymore you need to understand that this is the original material we're not clay anymore. Otherwise, you know, we would, you know, melt if we go take a shower or something like that. So you need to keep in your mind that the original state of Adam was clay. Now we're flesh and blood. But we're made. The material is clay that we're made of. Angels are made of light. They are made out of light. Now, it's not the light of this world. So basically, the light that the angels are made of are not the light that you see and feel in this world, you know, feel its heat or whatever. It's actually different type of light, the light of the unseen, basically, right? And Allah hasn't given us any um, information or any more detail about that kind of light, but he just told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they are made out of light. Now... What are their features or what are their characteristics? Let's talk about the characteristics, right? Number one, and this is the most um, affirmed and known thing about the angels to the average Muslim, should be in, in, in that case, is that they never ever disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never disobey God. They are 100% obedient. They do not have the freedom of choice that we have. Now, let me repeat, because 
this has a significant implication in, in, in a little bit, and I'll mention why I'm, I'm mentioning this now. But you need to understand that angels do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do not have it in their DNA. They do not have it in their features. Allah hasn't created them to be able to disobey Him. They are completely obedient. That means they never act on their own. They never act on, an, on their own. And actually there was an incident. Uh, uh, the, the Prophet ﷺ, you know how he, he re used to receive the revelation through Jibreel, Angel Gabriel. Uh, uh, he used to uh, come down straight from, uh, uh, like take the message or, or, or the, the revelation, the Quran, straight from Allah and give it to the Prophet ﷺ here on earth. So one time, the Prophet ﷺ used to love, the, I mean, in general, he used to love the company of Jibreel. Can you imagine? Jibreel is basically the leader of the angels, right? It, he is the leader of the angels. And imagine you are in the company of the leader of the angels. This is unbelievable or unimaginable for people like us now. But the Prophet ﷺ used to love his company, used to love Jibreel's company so much that one time, he asked him, he's like, hey, Jibreel, why don't you visit me more often? Why? Um, you know, I, I enjoy your company. Why don't you come more often, you know? So Jibreel couldn't answer. Jibreel could not answer. He couldn't give us like an answer. So what Jibreel said is he went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before answering the Prophet then he gave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he delivered the question from the Prophet ﷺ, the request, why the Prophet ﷺ, uh, wants us, wants me to visit him more often. So, Jibreel came down with this revelation from the chapter of Maryam, verse number 64, telling the Prophet ﷺ, وَمَا نَتَنَزَّلُ إِلَّا بِأَمْرِ رَبِّكَ لَهُمَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِينَ وَخَلْفَنَا وَمَا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ وَمَا كَانَ, وما كان رَبُّكَ نَسِيَّ Jibreel came down from, with a verse from the Quran that we recite until this day, answering this, answering this request of the Prophet ﷺ, telling him we cannot come down from the heavens unless with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't do anything without the command. We do not, we only follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows everything that we do. He knows, you know, what we hide in our secret, what we hide in ourself, and what we, you know, do in general, and we cannot disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So basically he told him, I can't come down unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks me to, you know, come down to you. Now, do not get it confused. Don't be confused and think that the angels are like machines. They're not. Angels never, they do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't. But they have their own personalities. They have their own characters. They actually have their own opinions. Remember the famous verse from Surah Al-Baqarah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to create Adam. What did the angels say? وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he decided to create Adam, he, he told the angels, I'm about to create Adam. You know, to make the long story short, because this is not our topic. But then the angels responded, would you create someone who corrupts earth and they kill one another? 
Like why Allah? They're asking. They're not questioning Allah's wisdom. They just want to know why would Allah? They want to know Allah's wisdom. You know, but they're not questioning it. They just want to know it, right? They have an opinion. That that's actually the biggest proof that they they think that that the human beings, unfortunately, many of the you know a lot of mankind, we kill one another and we did corrupt Earth. They were right, but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Inni a'lamu ma la ta'lamun." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "But I know what you do not know." Yes, they will corrupt the Earth. Yes, they will kill one another, but from them, they will be the messengers, the pious and the righteous, the, those who will try to fix Earth, and those who will be rewarded for it. So again, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but basically, the angels do have a voice. They do have an opinion. They just do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they're not programmed that way. Got it? Okay. Now, there are actually <clears throat> 70, and this is a statistic of the Quran, of the Quran there actually are 75 verses. In 33 chapters in the Quran that talk about the belief in angels. Believe it or not. Amana Rasulu Bima Unzila Ilayhim Rabbihi Wal Mu'munun Kulun Amana Billahi Wa Malaikatihi Wa Kutubihi Wa Rasuli. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it, made the belief in the angels one of the pillars of faith. Of Iman. Remember, we talked about this in previous episodes when Jibreel came to the Prophet. You remember that, and he was wearing, uh, he, he took the form of a man and he was wearing that white uh, garment. And he asked the Prophet in front of the Sahaba, in front of the companions, what are the pillars of faith, of Iman? He, the Prophet says, huh? Al Imanu Billah, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look, second thing, and his angels. Come second after the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a big deal. And that's why this episode's subject or you know the, the, the topic of the angels in general is very, very important. Because it's the second pillar in the belief of Allah after the belief of, uh, of after the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now why is it important to believe in the angels? I mean, that's a solid question. Okay, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to know our Lord, our Creator, because we don't want to, you know, be misguided or we don't want to be um, um, of those who don't know who created them and what is the purpose of life. That makes perfect sense that we need to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to learn how to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That must, that's like a, a mandatory thing. But why is it mandatory as well to believe in the angels? Why it became a pillar and a second pillar in uh, the pillars of Iman, of belief. Well, because angels impact our lives every single day. It's really that simple. Now, let me give you an example. If you're sinning, now, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on his, sitting on his throne as we speak. Seeing everything, hearing everything. He is the all seeing, all hearing. We know that for a fact. There is no shroud of doubt about this, right? But imagine this. Wouldn't it even be if if let's say for for a second you committed a sin? And let's say for a second you forgot that Allah is watching you. 
Here's the problem. If that's not enough for you, guess who's with you or in the room almost while you're committing any type of sin? It's the angels. And they it's even worse. They write it for you on in your book. Remember we said that there are two angels, one on your right shoulder and one on your left shoulder. The one on the right shoulder writes uh, the bad deeds. The one on the left shoulder writes... Uh, the one on the right shoulder, my bad. The one on the right shoulder writes the good deeds. The one on the left shoulder writes the bad deeds. So imagine. They are writing the sin as, as you are committing it. While you're committing the sin, it's been written as a sin for you in your book. Doesn't that make you more embarrassed? Because you, as a human being, should shy from any type. We're talking about any type of sin here. Whether lying and knowing that you're lying. Whether committing adultery. Whether drinking. Whether stealing. Anything haram that you're doing, basically. And actually, it goes to the extent of something more. Forget about the sin. When you're not fulfilling your duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the prayer time comes and you're just when the prayer you know the prayer time comes and you're just sitting watching TV and you do not want to get up to pray. You keep postponing, postponing until it passes you. Ain't the angels are in there writing this. Writing that you're stalling, you're stalling, and you do not want to pray. And as I said in the previous episode, the angels are very strict when it comes to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't like a person who is a, a disobedient all the time. They don't like a person who is slacking. Because you should live to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you enjoy your life. Your number one goal should be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your number one goal should be his following his commands. Then you get to enjoy your life. They live like that. They don't even enjoy life because, again, their kind of world is different from ours. But they enjoy worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they dislike anyone who doesn't. And it could get to a hate level. Like Pharaoh, Jibreel, peace be upon him, hated Pharaoh so much that he wanted him to die. And he was so scared when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to drown uh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, Pharaoh. Uh, between the two rivers actually Jibreel was trying to put sand in his mouth again that shows you that they're not machines afraid they are afraid and Allah allowed it didn't we say that they do not do anything without Allah's permission Allah gave them that permission because he did, he did not he was so scared that Pharaoh would say that she had her before he died and that Allah would forgive him they hate anybody who disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and again, the hate level depends on um, the, the disobedience level. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always watching you, but then the angels are always witnessing everything you do and writing it down. Now, again, back to that um, the angels were made out of... huh? Made out of light, right? Now, 
and there's a hadith actually that proves this on Aisha radiallahu anha Aisha radiallahu anha may Allah be pleased with her uh, she narrated a hadith based on the Prophet sallallahu when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Meaning in the Quran. The Prophet says, Malaika angels, they are created from light. Jinn, they were created from smokeless fire. And Adam was created from what was described to you, meaning from clay, as we know in many surahs. Now, when were the when were they created? They were definitely created before Adam. How do we know this? Well, we have the proof from the Quran. Remember, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to create Adam, he was telling the angels about his decision, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that means they were there before the creation of Adam. Right? They were witnessing the creation of Adam. So that means they were created before Adam. Now, also, angels, subhanAllah, uh, the fact that were they created before jinn or not, some people are saying, many scholars are saying, yes, they were. And the, 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 the proof they provide is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that he's going to create Adam, when, they, when, when, when the angels were, 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 were asking why Allah would you create, um, would you create uh, people who would, you know, destroy earth and corrupt it? They were, because the angels don't know the future. So how would they know that the human beings would do that? The scholars say because they witnessed what the jinn have done on earth. What they did on earth, which is corrupting one another, which killing one another. And this is an, an, an opinion and a very popular one. That means also they witnessed, you know, the creation of jinn and, being sent to, and them being sent to earth. But there's no solid proof from the Quran or Hadith that they were created before the jinn, just to let you know. Also, their physical uh, features or characteristics is that they can take on a human form. We talked about this when we spoke about when we spoke about Jibreel, and there are many incidents. You know, Jibreel, when he used to come and deliver the revelation to the Prophet, he always used to actually take the form. Of a companion, actually a very famous companion by the name of Dihya Al-Kalbi. Dihya Al-Kalbi is a companion who was known that he was a handsome camp companion. And the angel, Jibreel, uh, uh, used to take his form and walk in the city to go to the Prophet Sallallahu So that's also, not, that's a famous, um, you know, proof that they used to take the forms of humans. And... We know the famous story when the two angels, um, there's a famous story when the two angels, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent two angels to test the people of Lot or Qawm uh, uh, And while they were going there, they passed by the house of Ibrahim, uh, Abraham peace be upon him, and uh, to warn him that they will, this is the final test, uh, and to give him the glad tiding of Isaac or Ishaq that he will become a prophet. Now, when they walked in, when they knocked on his door, he thought they were like, were like travelers, and he decided to give them food. It's a very famous incident. He decided to give them food. He's like, because he, that's how generous he was. Two complete strangers passing by his house. Before they told him anything, 
He was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, slaughter a lamb for you. I'm going to cook it for you. I'm going to, you know, you guys need to eat. He was very generous. But then they didn't eat because angels do not eat. Yeah, they could take a, a take on a, a human form, but they do not eat. And then he got a little worried. What kind of human beings see all this food? I mean, it was not like fancy food. The Prophet, Prophet Ibrahim والسلام, was not rich but he gave him you know the best of what he had and they rejected it and they noticed they knew he was a little bit worried now why are they acting like this so they told him do not worry we are messengers from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we came to give you the glad tiding of ishaq and you know told him about the people of lot a very interesting thing Believe it or not, there are some of Allah's creation that actually can see the angels. Like what? This is a true, this is actually a very authentic hadith. Roosters. Roosters actually can see angels. The Prophet ﷺ says in a very authentic hadith, إِذَا سَمَعْتُمْ صِيَاحُ الدِّيَكَ فِي اللَّيْلِ فَإِنَّهَا رَأَتْ مَلَكًا When you hear the rooster, Making their, you know, um, the sounds they make in, uh, in in terms of like uh, at night time or fajr time, know that they have seen an angel or angels. And the opposite, when you there is a mule or a donkey and they do their noise at night time, that means they saw a shaitan, a devil. <clears throat> now. The Prophet ﷺ, he actually saw Jibreel most likely twice on his true form, in his angelic form. And he saw that he had 600 wings. Some people some people who are, think they're really wise, they will be like, oh, then, then how did he count the 600 wings? Allah gave him the knowledge. He saw his wings and Allah put the knowledge in him that he has 600 wings. And he blocked the horizon, that's one time. He's massive. And we'll talk about Jibreel in, in, uh, in uh, probably next episode. Now, another feature, physical feature, is that they all have wings, for sure. They, they go from number. They could, some of them have two, three, four, whatever, up to 600, uh, you know, wings. And they are all extremely beautiful in a way that our human minds cannot comprehend their beauty. Also, they vary in ranks. So they do have ranks. They do have ranks. Right? They do have ranks. And Jibreel is in the highest rank. Ar-Ruhul Qudus. The Holy Spirit. We call him the Holy Spirit as well. Not the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Spirit. Now, let me um, let me go back to a point that I, sh- I talked about previously in this episode, and I wanted to say there is a reason why I mentioned. Remember, I said I, there's a there is a reason why I'm mentioning that the angels cannot disobey Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's because our uh, uh, our dear uh, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, Christ- the Christian brothers and sisters, they actually believe that Satan is a fallen angel. Satan used to be an angel who turned bad. And that's completely false. 
We do not believe in that because we believe that angels do not turn bad. They cannot disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we believe that Satan is from the jinn. And we talked about that, I think, in detail before. Another thing is they do not have um, a gender. They don't have gen- they don't they don't have gender. They are not female nor male. So you need to understand that. Because remember we t- we talked about this before. Some of the people of Quraysh they think they're like the they're women, they're little girls, the daughters of Allah Subhanallah billah. They're not girls, nor they are like we say Jubil as if he's a male, right? He is described as a male. It's been said in the Quran and in the Sunnah, he. But it's exactly like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is a he, but he's not a human being. He's not a man. Allah is not a man. Nor Jibreel is. Not that they're equal, a'udhu billah. No, but I'm just saying. They, J- J- the angels do not fall into the human um, uh, uh, specification of gender. They're not. And all the ones are ma- mentioned, Mikael, Israfil, they're all mentioned as male, but they're actually not male nor female. You need to understand that. This is a very important... Um, and like we said, they do not eat, they do not drink, they do not use the bathroom because they're not humans. It's really that simple. Because some people, I, <laughs> I find it really funny that some people find this uh, hard to understand or, or, or hard to grasp. They're not humans. Also, they do not sleep and they do not get tired. Not, they do not get bored. They worship Allah every second of every day without be getting bored. You have to understand that as, as well. Yusabbihuna, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah the chapter of Anbiya, verse number 20. Yusabbihuna layla wa nahari la yaftarun. They do not get tired of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They dwell, their, their home is in the heavens, the skies, what you call, not heaven, heaven, not paradise, but in the heavens. And some, you know, like, they have uh, keepers of the gates of, uh, of heaven and keepers of the gates of hell. We'll talk about that also in detail in, in the future. Surah Al-Qadr, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ Angels, they do descend to earth on the night of Qadr. But also, and this is very important, angels descend to earth every single day. They actually have shifts. They actually have shifts. They have two shifts. Angels have the day shift and they have the night shift. So the day shift, they come down at Fajr prayer, at Fajr time, dawn, in the prayer of dawn, in the dawn prayer, you know, Salat al-Fajr. Then they they stay in earth that that day shift right and then they write the human they they um they do what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has commanded them to do on earth right because we said angels do not do things on their own but they witness the the, the fajr prayer that's why it's important to pray fajr in jama'ah they witness the fajr prayers then when it comes to asr time the afternoon prayer the asr time they go back up but hold on now the night shift comes down, they come down at Asr prayer because now they're switching shifts, right? Right? They're like switching shifts. So the night shift crew of the angels, they come down at Asr time and they both 
meet at Asr prayer. So now you have the day shift and the night shift witnessing the Asr prayer. Okay? They're both witnessing the Asr prayer and then they give the shift to one another. Then the, the, the day crew go, go back up to the sky, do whatever, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the night shift come down and do whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them to do on earth. Then hold on. Then again, at Fajr prayer, at dawn prayer, the night shift goes back up, and then the day shift, they come down, and they again, they meet in Fajr prayer, the day shift and the night shift, they both meet. So now the angels, both shifts, they meet twice a day to witness the prayers of the Muslims. At dawn, at Fajr prayer, that's why it's important to pray in Jama'ah, and Asr time. That's why also it's important to pray in Jama'ah because you are being witnessed by the two shifts of the angels. Now, why is it important to pray in Jama'ah? Why is it important for them to witness you in the first place? Are you trying to please the angels or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks those who go up. So at Fajr time, he asks the night shift and at Asr time, he asks the day shift. Whatever the shift that goes up to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks them, What were my slaves or servants doing? And they respond, So and so was praying Allah. They were praying. So yeah, you do want to impress them because it goes up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Abi Hurairah, the hadith that proves what I'm saying right now. The Prophet says, It could not be more explicit. Look at this beautiful, wallahi, beautiful hadith. The Prophet is telling us. That there are two shifts. What we explained, the night shift and the day shift, and الْعَصْرِ and they get together in the prayer of Asr and the prayer of Fajr. Then يَعْرُجُ الَّذِينَ بَاتُوا فِيكُمْ the ones whoever witnessed who are who are not who, who are supposed to go up to Allah subhanahu wa taala they go up and Allah فَيَسْأَلُهُمْ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِهُمْ Allah asks them, but Allah already knows. Allah asks them, but Allah already knows. And I'm going to tell you something very interesting. Some people say, if Allah already knows, why does He ask? Allah asks because He wants you to know. Because if Allah never asks, okay? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never asks them, how would you know the conversation that took place? How would you know that it's important to pray Fajr time and, and, and Asr time in Jama'ah? How would you know? Allah kept it to himself. He knows already who prayed and who didn't. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's the same thing when it comes to prayers. Remember, we, we know the story, and we'll get to that story, inshallah, later on in, 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 uh, in coming episodes. We were supposed to pray 50 times a day, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought it down to five times a day, and the Prophet used to go up up and down, uh, back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking him on the night of Isra and Maraj to you know, dec uh, decrease the amount of prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew that the Prophet was going to settle for five. He knows the future, right? So why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did this back and forth? Because he wanted you to know how merciful he is. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says five, done. In the first place, you wouldn't know that you're supposed to, be, to to pray 50. Same thing when it comes to the angels. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. He knows who prayed. He knows who didn't. But he asks the angels, so this hadith reaches us. This conversation reaches us. So we know how important it is. This is from Allah's ultimate mercy that he tells us those little perks, those little tricks that makes us hire our own ranks in Jannah, inshaAllah. <clears throat> also, there are numbers. We talked about this. Their number is absolutely unknown to us. Allah says in Surah Al Muddathir, no one knows about them, certain things about them, unless Allah, their number. No one knows that. You'll never know. But we know that they're massive in number. There's so many. Do you know something called Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur? What is Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur? Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur is basically this, the Kaaba, you know, the Kaaba that Muslims, we go to do Hajj, perform Hajj in, around, you know, that black box. This is, we call it the house of Allah on earth, right? It's actually not the house of Allah. It's just an expression, you know, to, 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 to show how important it is. In the heavens, there is a house that is located right on top of this house uh, on earth in Saudi Arabia. That is called Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur. The only difference between this one and this one is that angels are the ones who are doing tawaf around it. The, 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 you know, when you go and you do hajj, Muslims are doing the tawaf around that Kaaba, right? But in the Bayt Al-Ma'mur in the seventh heaven, only the angels do this. So look at this information. Every single day, 70,000 angels do that tawaf, you know, the spinning around the, the, the Bayt Al-Ma'mur. Once in their lifetime. Okay, let me explain to you how, how crazy this statement is, how important this is. 70,000 angels do tawaf every single day, once in a lifetime. Do you know what that means? That every single day, different 70,000 angels do that tawaf, perform that tawaf, perform that spinning around the, the, the uh uh, you know, going around the uh, the the, the Bayt al-Ma'mur again. When Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says seventy thousand do it once in a lifetime, that means every single day there are different seventy thousand angels who perform that tawaf. They never come back to it. So, how many angels Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created? It's insane. On the day of judgment, hell will be brought in the land of gathering, you know, on 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 a day of judgment. And guess what? Hell, and we talk about that, and we will we will discuss this in, in the day of judgment series, inshallah, in the future. Hell will be brought down, and hell will have seventy thousand leashes, you know, you know, a leash. But of course, there will be strong leashes, and on every leash. For every one leash, there are 70,000 angels holding that one leash. Do you understand? 70,000 multiplied by 70,000 only to carry that, um, to carry hellfire on the day of judgment. So yeah, their numbers are massive. Until next episode, inshallah, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.